Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. Today, I'm going to take the show in a slightly different direction. Today, I want to speak directly to your son or daughter. I'd love you to listen in, of course, but understand that today's message is specifically for your child. And part of why I'm giving this a shot is because I often hear feedback from parents who report that they listen to this podcast with their children, usually while driving in a car, even though it's not really directed to the child, and they still get a lot out of it. So today, I'm removing you, the parent, from the equation and going directly to the source, your child, just like I do in the Prepwell Academy videos, if your child happens to be a Prepweller. But please do listen into this episode with your son or daughter in the car or anywhere else that's convenient and see where it leads. So from here on out, I am talking directly to your son or daughter. Hello, friends. It's me, Phil Black, founder of Preppel Academy. For those of you who are already Prepwellers, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you and your family, and I hope that our work together over the months and some of you years is really helping out. Whether it's helping you create a target list of colleges or deciding on next year's classes or building strong study habits or brainstorming about what to do this summer or deciding whether or not to drop the sport that you've played for the last eight years, whatever it might be, I hope the program is helping. Obviously, if you're a prep weller, you know quite a bit about me already especially if you watched video number one in my online program where I introduced myself. But for those of you who don't know who I am yet, or what Preple Academy is all about yet, let me start with some basics. I created an online education program called Preple Academy that guides you through the college admissions process from 9th grade to 12th grade with a series of short weekly videos where I share with you kind of like what I'm doing now, except in a video, tips on what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And to give you an idea of who I am and where I came from and why you might want to listen to some of my tips, here's a quick snapshot of who I am and how I came to be speaking to you right here, right now, on this podcast. I went to a public high school in New York where I was a recruited basketball player with scholarship offers to a handful of mid-tier Division I schools. Don't get me wrong, I was no Zion Williamson. I wasn't recruited by the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Arizonas of the world. But at the time, I was a pretty good player. In the end, I applied to and got into Yale University, where I was also recruited for basketball, and I decided to go, even though Ivy League schools don't give athletic scholarships. I played basketball at Yale for four years, made lifelong friends, met my wife, who swam at Yale, and had a terrific college experience. 
I graduated from Yale and started applying for jobs. A few weeks later, I found myself working 100 hours a week at an investment bank called Goldman Sachs in New York City. And while I wasn't in love with the content of the job, sitting in a cubicle and poring over spreadsheets and doing financial analysis all day, I did find the environment challenging and exciting and well-paying and spent three years being the best investment banker that I could be. I then shifted gears and left Wall Street and applied to become a Navy SEAL as a six foot seven investment banker from Yale with no military experience. This was not a move that my parents saw coming, to say the least. I was accepted into the program, became a naval officer, got through SEAL training, and spent six years as a Navy SEAL officer traveling around the world doing some pretty exciting things, and then decided to make another change. I left the Navy, applied, got accepted, and went to Harvard Business School for two years to get a graduate degree in business, what's called an MBA, a master's in business administration. During my time in business school, 9-11 happened. This was before most of you were even born, and the world was turned upside down. Now, mind you, there was a lot going through my head during that time, and maybe I'll leave some of those thoughts and details for another podcast. Suffice it to say that I changed gears once again, and this move was pretty dramatic. Now, for context, at the time, I was married with newborn twins, twins who are now juniors in high school, and I decided to move our young family to San Diego with no job, no network of friends, and nowhere to live. Needless to say, this was a gut check. And eventually, once we got our footing, I had to find a job. I needed a job to pay the bills, pay back my school loans, feed the newborn twins, but I also wanted a job that would provide purpose and camaraderie and challenge and service to others, all those things that I loved about being in the SEAL teams. So I applied and was accepted to begin the San Diego Fire Academy. And after four months of training and a year of probation, I became a San Diego firefighter, which, by the way, I've been doing for the last 15 years and continue to do today. Well, not today today, because I have off today, but you know what I mean. I'm a firefighter. At the same time, I started my firefighting career. I started a fitness business called FitDeck. A FitDeck, as in fitness deck, was a custom deck of playing cards that had exercises on them that people would shuffle to create their own varied workouts. And my wife and I ran that business from our garage for seven years. And during that time, sold over 500,000 of these decks of cards and made over $5 million in sales. I then applied and got onto Shark Tank. For those of you unfamiliar with Shark Tank, Shark Tank is a reality TV show on ABC where entrepreneurs pitch their businesses to a panel of investors who decide to invest or not. And while I didn't get a deal on the show, I did end up selling the FitDeck business a few months later, thanks in part to the publicity and the short-term celebrity that comes from appearing on the show. If you're interested or you're a Shark Tank fan, feel free to Google 
fill Black Shark Tank to see a little highlight episode. It wasn't long after selling FitDeck that I became eager to start another business. And while evaluating what I really liked to do, which was teaching and coaching and mentoring, along with where I saw a desperate need in the market, I found you. I found a category of high school students, of which you may be a part, who were not well prepared for today's competitive college admissions process. I found families, of which you might be part of, who were under the mistaken assumption that 11th grade was the right time to start thinking about college. I found teenagers, let's hope this won't be you, who were regretful when their college aspirations were dashed thanks to poor preparation or mismanaged expectations or complacency. And I also happen to have four sons myself who were a few years away from falling into these very same traps. So I founded Preppel Academy, an online program that walks you through with a series of short weekly videos from me how to navigate 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade so that you have a successful and satisfying and positive college admissions experience. I bring these things up to give you some context about who I am, where I've come from, decisions I've made, paths I've chosen, and the life I'm leading so that you can decide whether or not you care at all about anything I have to say. After all, if you begin to follow me or you become a prep weller, I will be your mentor in this process. And mentoring relationships usually work best if you at least respect your mentor. One of my superpowers happens to be understanding what it takes to apply to and get accepted to, as you've heard several times, some of the world's most competitive programs. So if you're intrigued by any of the things I've done, whether it's being a Division I athlete or a Yale and Harvard graduate or a Navy SEAL or a Goldman Sachs investment banker or a firefighter or entrepreneur or Shark Tank contestant or husband or father, then maybe you want to pay attention. If you're uninterested in any of these things or the experiences that I bring to the table, that's okay too. There are plenty of other mentors out there who may resonate better with you, and I strongly encourage you to seek them out. Today, I'd like to cover three topics that I think are particularly important for you to hear right now. Topic number one is the opportunity. The opportunity you had ahead of you if you play your cards right and play them at the right time. Because that window of opportunity is short. Do you understand how big this opportunity is? Topic number two, your operating system. That is, how you operate in your day-to-day -day life. Are you a preparer or a procrastinator? Topic number three, decision-making. How decisions, big and small, may influence the trajectory of your life. Let's start with opportunity. Opportunity is the set of circumstances in your life that make it possible to do something. Well, what do we mean by set of circumstances? Well, what do you have available to you to help you chart your course? That could be family, siblings, parents, friends, 
community, school, money, the internet, mentors, and every one of you has a unique set of circumstances. Some, you might say, are better than others. There are some of you who come from families with parents who have been to college, who have good jobs, who provide food and clothing and shelter and guidance, and who understand what it takes to quote-unquote make it, however you want to define that, whether it's graduating from college or finding a job that you love or making a lot of money. And of course, there are some of you who have less advantaged circumstances. Some of you may have one parent or no parents or parents who have split up. Some of you may have very little community support or no role models or limited financial resources. The set of circumstances or opportunities, if you will, can vary widely. And though it might be tempting to think that every teen with the, quote, advantaged set of circumstances has it easy, not so fast. They may have a head start, but there are plenty of pitfalls for these students as well. And some might think that the teens on the other end of the spectrum with the crappy circumstances have no shot at success, not so fast. Sometimes, crappy circumstances are exactly what drive these individuals to achieve their next-level results. So what's the point here? The point is that no matter where you fall on the set of circumstances spectrum, from crappy to ideal, you're ultimately in charge of where your life goes. It's your opportunity to seize or squander. And my contention is that this opportunity to shine or fizzle out starts right now in high school, early in high school. I'm talking ninth and 10th grade high school. You have the opportunity to set yourself up for success later in life by laying the foundation now. Not everybody agrees with me. Some people don't believe that high school is particularly influential in where one ends up. Some people think that college will solve all their problems and automatically set them up on the right path. You may even have some of these thoughts. And I'm not suggesting that this never happens. It certainly does. Even a blind squirrel sometimes finds a nut. But do you want to take that risk? In my opinion, not paying attention to what's happening right now in your life, whether it's engaging with teachers or coaches or guidance counselors, parents, and yes, the college admissions process, is a mistake. A big mistake. It's a lost opportunity. And if you're someone who's blowing off freshman or sophomore year because no one has ever called you out on it and it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, you have to ask yourself, for what? What am I doing right now as a freshman or sophomore in high school that's so important that I can't find the time to pay attention to this opportunity, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity right in front of me that could change my life down the road forever? What is it? Swiping through TikTok videos? Watching overtime highlights for hours at a time? Playing Call of Duty? You tell me. How are you spending your 16 hours a day? And today, with the cost of college, which if you haven't heard, is ridiculous, and the competitiveness to get into college, and the changing landscape of industry and the job market, squandering the opportunity 
to prepare yourself now is riskier than ever before. It's far riskier than when I went to college. And there are hundreds of thousands of teenagers who are doing just that, squandering their opportunity. And listen, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to be a doomsday guy. But I do believe that students who take advantage of the opportunity in front of them will be light years ahead of their peers when they get to college, no matter what college they go to. And that success and that separation from their peers will translate after college as well. And I know, some of you have all this down already. You're already engaged in school and academics and extracurriculars and sports and volunteer work. Many of you are already prep wellers and following the blueprint that I'm laying out for you every week. Awesome. You're part of the tribe. Keep up the great work. But others of you may be thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. I hadn't really thought about all this stuff yet. I'm just trying to make my way through high school. None of my friends are talking about this stuff. They don't seem to care about it too much. Maybe I need to step up my game. Maybe I do want to be somebody someday. Maybe I should put down my phone and pick up my head and spend a few minutes a week learning how to make this happen. If that's the case, congratulations, you've just changed your life. And if you can then move from thinking about it to actually doing something about it, then you're moving from procrastinator to preparer, which leads us to our next topic. Topic number two, what kind of operating system do you want for your life? Do you want to be a procrastinator who thinks about things, talks about things, dreams about things, but puts them all off until the very last minute or sometimes forever? Is that how you want to roll through life? Letting things slide till the very last second only to panic and then scramble and turn in some crappy essay or project or subpar performance? How do you think that's going to fly in college? How do you think that's going to fly in the working world? How do you think that's going to fly in your life? Or do you want to be a preparer? Somebody who thinks ahead, anticipates conflicts, and comes up with a plan to finish a task with plenty of time to spare, just in case something crops up at the last minute. Someone who is intentional about their life. Someone who doesn't live in two to three hour increments. Instead, you live your life front-loading the tough stuff and back-ending the easy stuff. What do I mean by that? Well, are you somebody who prioritizes hard stuff, like the calculus problem set that you're intimidated by, and leaves the easier stuff, like the history reading, until later? Or do you do the easy stuff, the fluff, first, and then complain when you're too tired to do the tricky calculus problems at 11.30 at night? Preparers look months and years down the road and begin to reverse engineer what they need to do now to achieve their future goals. This is a skill that should be developed now in high school, not in college. By the time you get to college, you should be a master preparer. And inside Preppel Academy, I've done all this reverse engineering and I teach you how to take the steps that will lead to future success. Which operating system will you decide to adopt? Because the decision is up to you, no one else. And this leads us to our last topic, decision-making. As a firefighter, 
every day, I come face to face with a wide range of people, often because they're in a very tough spot, car accident, fall, heart attack, they're having a choking episode, a house fire, maybe they've gotten their head stuck in a wrought iron fence. We see it all. And as we treat these patients, sometimes we get to know them. We see where they live, how they dress, what they eat, how they communicate, and clues about what led them to their predicament. Yesterday, we had a call where we responded to a 38-year-old male drug overdose patient. His tiny studio apartment, where we found him face down on the brown stained carpet, was a complete war zone. We could barely make access to the patient, who was unconscious and not breathing. The room had stacks and stacks, hundreds of old magazines and books and newspapers and fast food wrappers and trash and pots and pans and clothes and random car parts, electronic equipment, empty beer cans, piled four to five feet high throughout the entire room. 80% of the floor space was covered with trash. And after the patient was transported to the hospital and my crew and I got back into our fire engine, I wondered aloud through our headsets to the rest of the crew whether if they had to guess... Did they think that this guy's current situation was more likely due to one big bad decision in his life or a series of smaller bad decisions that eventually caught up with him? Of course, there's no way of knowing the answer, but it sparked an interesting debate. And we began to swap stories about decisions that we made in our lives, good and bad, that we feel influenced our lives. And I was fascinated by this thought experiment. Meanwhile, later in the day, we saw an older gentleman who was overweight with a purplish nose, not particularly well-kept, with a prosthetic leg and a scruffy beard, cruising around the supermarket on one of those mobile scooters, a low-end mobile scooter that was only moving at about one mile an hour. And when he saw our crew... He got very excited and he yelled out, Hey, firemen, I love you guys. I was supposed to be a fireman when I grew up. My dad was a fireman for 30 years. Well, normally, we would wave and say hi and chit-chat and move on with our day. But given the debate that we were just having on the fire engine, I decided to stop and ask, Hey, sir, what stopped you from becoming a fireman? I was curious about his story. Well, he was very eager to answer, and he said, well, I made it through the entire academy, was one of the top performers, and then they dropped me on the last day. I decided to go out with some buddies the night before, had a few too many drinks, if you know what I mean, (laughs) and passed out on my couch and slept through the final test the next morning. And that was it for my firefighting career. Now, one could argue that drinking with his buddies was a decision that changed the course of his life forever. And by the look of the gentleman, I would guess not for the better. You can argue whether his decision to go drinking was a big decision or a small decision. We don't have enough of the backstory to know the answer. 
but suffice it to say that everyone on my crew had many stories about decisions that had profound impact on their lives. And I was no exception. I've made some wild decisions. Choosing to attend Yale, an Ivy League school that doesn't give athletic scholarships, over a non-Ivy League scholarship opportunity, leaving Wall Street to join the Navy SEALs, leaving the Navy to go back to business school, applying to Shark Tank, selling my FitDeck business, starting my PrepWell business, starting this podcast, asking my wife to marry me, moving to San Diego, deciding to have four kids, and the list goes on and on. What types of decisions are you making right now that may have profound long-term impact on your life? Let me give you an example. I know a prep weller who had to make a tough call on whether to take a very difficult college-level math course or an easier high-school-level math course that everybody else was taking. And he wondered, would it be too hard? What if I get a B? What will that do to my GPA? Will it take up too much of my time? Am I even smart enough for a college-level class? Well, he decided to go for it and take that higher-level college class, and it was one of the best decisions he's ever made. He loved the class, he loved the teacher, and math has become his favorite subject. In fact, he recently decided to switch from a history major in college to an applied physics major, all because of that fateful decision. And of course, not every decision has to be monumental or take a long time to decide. Sometimes split-second decisions can have just as profound an impact. For example, let's say you find yourself in a friend's basement. You and your buddies or your girlfriends, everyone's hanging out, having a good time. And one of your friends starts to pass around a puff bar. And everyone takes a hit off that puff bar and it's on its way to you. And now it's your turn. What do you do? If you hadn't already gone through a scenario like this before in your head, which you should have, and which I teach in Preppel Academy, and you're left to make this split-second decision, what do you do? If you don't really want to do it, but you feel pressured to do it, and you decide in that moment to take that hit, that single decision may have just changed the direction of your life. How? Well, by taking the hit, you have signaled to the group that you are now one of them. You didn't say it out loud. They didn't put a crown on your head or make a big deal out of it. But implicitly, you are condoning their behavior by partaking in it. And presumably going forward, you are now down for the crime. Now, you may have avoided a conflict or some good-natured harassment in the short term, but the long-term effects are less clear. Now, I don't want to be too dramatic here. I'm not suggesting that taking a hit off a puff bar would have been the worst decision of all time because it could have killed you on the spot. That probably would not have happened. However, if by taking that hit, you now become one of them, and then they start to up the ante with different or more potent substances, now what do you do? After all, you're one of them now. The first time didn't kill you, so why stop now? 
You're one of them. That's what you do. It's your identity. And so the story goes. Now, you go down the road of experimenting with increasingly illicit drugs that leads to who knows where. On the other hand, if you're prepared for this scenario because you've gone over it in your head before and or you remember the role-playing activity that we do inside Preppel Academy that teaches you about this and you self-assuredly, not self-righteously, you self-assuredly simply say, no thanks, man, I'm good, and pass the puff bar along, you also may have just changed the trajectory of your life. Why? Because you've now established with five words, no thanks, man, I'm good, that you still want to be a part of the group, but you're not down for the shenanigans. You're not storming out of the basement or putting anyone down or getting up on your high horse or making anyone feel bad. You're simply choosing not to partake. Now, you should expect some pushback. You should expect some, if not all of your friends, to give you a hard time for a minute. And yes, you'll have to weather that storm. That's just another decision you'll have to make. There may be a few friends who really want you to take that hit mostly because they want to feel better about themselves. They actually could care less whether you take the hit or not. They just want to justify that they're not doing anything that wrong. The way this normally plays out, if you do it right, is that your friends don't bother you anymore. They don't keep harping on you, hopefully. You've made your stand, and it's done. If they don't respect your decision, and they continue to harass you and harass you, guess what? Maybe it's time to find new friends. But if they let you zig while they zag, and they're not going too far out of bounds, then maybe you stay part of the group. You don't have to become a hermit and never leave your bedroom again. You have to be able to deal with real life. And you can imagine the same thing happening with alcohol. Stand your ground one time, and with any luck, you'll be off the hook. You'll become the designated driver who gets to laugh at the idiots that your friends turn into when they drink. Being a non-drinker who helps out as the designated driver will become your identity. Sounds like a reasonable compromise to me. In my day, I was the designated driver at all times. I'm a non-drinker. That doesn't mean that I don't go to parties or I try to convince my friends not to drink. I just decided that it wasn't for me. But I still want to maintain my friendships and relationships, these decisions, big or small, can cast big shadows. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to pull a few things together. After giving you some context about who I am and where I come from, we talked about the opportunity before you, the opportunity to get a head start in life. Opportunity is not something to wait for. Opportunity will not be presented to you on a silver platter once you get to college. Opportunities will not magically appear because you have a college degree. Opportunities need to be seized and seized now. How do you want to operate in the world? Do you want to be a procrastinator who's constantly behind the eight ball and always trying to catch up? Or do you want to be a preparer, someone who gets things done ahead of time? who anticipates conflicts and resolves them before they ever happen? What kind of decision maker are you? 
Are you aware of how powerful decisions can be in your life, big and small? Are you prepared to live with the consequences of your decisions? Of course, I believe strongly that one of the best ways to seize the opportunity before you, when it matters most, that is in ninth and 10th grade, is by enrolling in my online program. Preple Academy opens your eyes to what needs to be done and when every week throughout all four years of high school. As you might guess, those who choose to be preparers over procrastinators tend to do well inside Preple Academy. After all, the PREP in PREPWELL stands for, wait for it, preparation. And lastly, speaking of decisions, the decision to join Preppel Academy might be the best decision you make during the rest of your time in high school. I sure hope it is. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader in high school that might find this helpful, or you know a buddy, girlfriend, boyfriend who might find this helpful, please share this episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. And remember, if you're a, a teenager, I don't have to explain that to you. This is for all the parents. That's the share button. Click that button and text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode or an anecdote about how you interact with this podcast, Please reach me by email, DM me on Instagram, prepwell underscore academy. Check out my blog, Facebook, LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by Prepwell Academy. Preple Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.